Welcome to the College Investor Audio Show, where we talk about the biggest issues impacting millennial money, from student loan debt to side hustles to building wealth. We will show you how to get out of debt so that you can build real wealth for the future. Hey guys, it's Robert from the College Investor here. Welcome to today's episode of the College Investor Audio Show. Today we are talking about the 50 best ways to save money in college and live on a tight budget. And usually we have a very short format audio show, but this is a 50 ways post and audio show. So even in my best efforts to make it as short and sweet as possible, we are going to cover a lot of topics here. So I am guessing that this is going to be one of my longest episodes to date. And I would love your feedback after the show. Let me know. Do you like the long formats? Do you like the short formats? I don't do these huge posts all the time, but we're definitely going to be doing them from time to time. And I don't know if I should continue to make the audio shows for them or not. So anyways, let's dive in and talk about the 50 best ways to save money in college and live on a tight budget. So for most college students, this is the time that really budgeting and managing money, you have to do it all on your own. And you probably don't know all the tips and tricks to make your money last yet because you just haven't lived enough of your life. And so if you are a college student or going to college or know somebody that's going to college or you just want some frugal life hacks, well, this is what this list is for. We're going to share some of the best ideas on how to manage your money and save money in college. These all come from my personal experience and the experience of some friends and family members. So if you have more ideas or suggestions, you want to share your own hack or you just want to tell me that my ideas are silly Go to the blog today at thecollegeinvestor.com and leave a comment and share your thoughts with me. I would love to hear them. So since we're going through a list of 50 ways, let's jump into it. First off, have a free checking account. I cannot tell you how annoyed I get when I hear people paying for checking account fees. So if you have a checking account that charges you any kind of fee, whether that's ATM fees or monthly fees just to have the checking account, you need to get a free checking account. There are checking accounts out there, and we list some of them on the blog today, but you can get truly free checking. And one of the benefits of a student checking account that you can get truly free checking is that they usually have free ATM fee reimbursement. And since students might be at home or they might be away at college, you might not be near an ATM for your bank. So you need to be able to get reimbursed for ATM fees. And that's why we're strong believers in having a free checking account. Number two is having a student credit card that does not charge any kind of annual fees. So I am a big believer that college students should have a credit card because it is so important that you learn how to use it responsibly. I don't think that you should get a credit card to charge it up and use it as free money, but I think you should get a student credit card and use it like a debit card so you get to take advantage of all the rewards that come with it. With that being said, that you should make sure your credit card has no annual fees because you're probably not going to use it that much and you're not going to get a ton of rewards because you're in college, but this is a great way to start building credit so that you have a solid credit score by the time you graduate. Number three is working in college. So you might wonder why working in college is on a save money list, but when you're save, when you're working in college, you're not spending money. And so you're actually earning it and you're saving it because you're not out doing other things. But with that being said, working also gives you invaluable life skills that you probably can't get elsewhere. Those include problem solving and business communication that you just get from working in college. So 
start working in college, start earning money, and you won't be spending money because you're going to be at work earning it. Number four is never be late on a payment. So late fees cost you so much money. And it's crazy that these banks and other financial institutions are earning billions of dollars a year in late fees. And, you know, each late fee can easily cost you $30 or more. So don't fall for late fees uh, and make sure you're always on time with your monthly payments. There's tools to help. One of our tools that we found interesting is called Cushion. Cushion helps you find late fees and other bank charges and helps you get them back. They do take a cut if they win, but if you have made some mistakes in the past and you want to see if you can get your money back, you should check out Cushion. Um, it doesn't really hurt you at all to give it a shot. Number five is overdrafts. Don't overdraft your money. If you don't know what an overdraft is, it's when you have, you know, let's say you have $100 in your checking account and you spend $120. Well, that $20 is considered an overdraft because most of the time the bank will actually let the transaction go through. It's not going to deny it. But now you're negative $20 and the bank is going to charge you a fee for overdrafts, which can usually be like $25, $50 on top of that. So they're going to give you the $20 and they're going to charge you $50. So now that $120 charge suddenly costs you $170 and it really can start eating away at your budget. And it's a terrible, terrible thing to do. If you struggle with overdraft, there's also some tools that can help you out with it. Um, but really, it comes down to budgeting and knowing exactly what's in your accounts. All right, moving on to college expenses. So you know that college is expensive, but how can you save money on the essentials? Well, number six is have a solid plan for your classes and your degree. So one of the best ways to save money is to simply make sure that you have a solid plan for going to school Make sure you know exactly what classes you have to take for your degree and stick to that timeline. Big, I'm a big believer that college is not the time to find yourself. You shouldn't go to college, think I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do that. It's too expensive for you to be fiddling around doing classes that aren't gonna get you to where you wanna go. You should be going to college with a specific purpose and ensuring that you're taking the right classes and progressing to your degree on time because every extra class and every extra semester is going to cost you extra money. And that is like the most expensive money you're going to spend when you don't even need to be doing that. So just make sure you have a plan and stick to your plan. A better thing that you can do is if you still have some time is try to get college credit in high school. Take AP classes, take community college classes in high school. If you can knock out any credits early, you might even be able to graduate early, which saves you money in the long run. All right, number seven here is fill out the FAFSA every year. So the FAFSA is the federal or the free application for federal student aid. And this is the key to your financial aid. So if you don't fill it out, you will not be getting any type of financial aid, even student loans. This is why you need to fill out the FAFSA every year that you're in school. Filling out the FAFSA is super easy, and we have a full guide to it on the blog. But what most people don't realize is that even if you don't get any grants or scholarships in year one, your financial situation could change throughout college. So if it changes and you fill out the FAFSA as a sophomore or a junior, you could actually get more scholarships and grants that you weren't eligible for your freshman year. And that's how it could cost you money. So the bottom line is fill out the FAFSA every year. Number eight, watch your borrowing. If you have to take out student loans, you need to be very mindful about how much you borrow. 
If you borrow too much in student loans, you're going to struggle financially for your entire life. So when thinking about your student loans, you need to consider the ROI of your college education. A good rule of thumb is to never borrow more than you expect to earn in your first year after graduation. This will help your student loan debt keep it manageable so that you can afford it after college. And it's going to save you money because if you can afford your student loans after college, you're not going to go into deferment, you're not going to go into forbearance, and you're going to keep your payments manageable so that you're making progress. If you can't afford your student loans, guess what? Your student loans are going to grow, it's going to cost you more money, and it's just going to cost you a lot of emotional and financial stress for a long period of time. All right, number nine. Number nine is apply for scholarships and grants. Too many people think that the only time to apply for scholarships and grants is when you're in high school before you start your first year of college. And that's just wrong. You can apply for scholarships and grants every year throughout college. And given that many scholarships go unclaimed or even more have very few entries, if you just dedicate some time to applying, you could find yourself getting a lot of money to help you pay for school. So, Apply for scholarships and grants all year round. Okay, moving on to number 10, and that is use the library. One of the most underused but best free tools on a college campus is the library. College libraries have everything, and it's free for you as a student. They have books, of course, but they also usually have computers that you can use, videos, software, and more. If you're trying to get through college on a budget, the library is going to be your best friend. Remember, though, if you're using the library for books, quantities are limited. So being effective in using the library typically requires prior planning, and that means knowing your classes and what books you're going to need ahead of time, going in at odd hours, like maybe in the middle of the night, etc. All right, number 11 is minimize your textbook expense. So textbooks can be one of the biggest expenses every semester, with some math and science uh, textbooks costing over $200. So this is a big area where there's tons of potential to save. My two favorite ways to save on your textbooks when you're in college is to either buy used books or to rent your textbooks. And there are a lot of places that you can buy used books. And we have broken down the full list on the blog. And these are the best places that you can buy college textbooks online. Amazon.com, of course, is at the top of the pack. But there's a few others that you should definitely consider. Another option is to rent your textbooks. You can simply rent the textbooks you need for the semester you need it. And some of the best places to rent your textbooks are also available online, but we recommend College Book Renter and Amazon as our two favorite picks. All right, number 12 is when you're all done with needing your textbooks, you need to sell them back. And, uh, you know, combined with minimizing your expense up front, there's even ways that you could potentially profit from selling your textbooks if you do it the right way. So, if you just simply walk to your campus bookstore and try to sell your textbook, you're probably missing out on a significant amount of money. Typically, the best ways to resell your textbook are to do it online in places like Amazon.com. And we have a full guide on the blog on how to resell your college textbooks to potentially even earn a profit. Okay, number 13 is get your education discount on computer hardware and software. So after textbooks, another big expense for college students is technology. Many students want or need a new laptop, and then they need all the software, Microsoft Word, Adobe, all of these things. 
So if you're getting any new type of computer or software, you need to buy it through the education store and get your education discount. So sometimes your campus bookstore will already have the education versions of these softwares available for you. But if you're not seeing it there, almost all the major website or all the major retailers have a special education section from Apple and Microsoft to Adobe and more. So no matter what technology you need, you can probably find a big discount by purchasing the education edition of that software. All right, number 14 is do all your printing on campus. So depending on what courses you're studying, printing can be a huge expense because any papers you have to print up can just eat up ink cartridges at your house or your dorm room. So it's crazy though, because you think, you, you know, you spend $50 for a printer, but you're spending $60 for the ink for that printer every couple of months. And that just really adds up if you're printing term paper after term paper after term paper. So the thing to realize is that many students gain access to on-campus printing with their fees. If this is the case, take advantage of printing on campus, especially for your big papers. This could save you hundreds of dollars per year in ink and printing expenses. Even better, if your professors allow electronic submissions, just go paperless and save the money on ink. It's not the paper, it's not the printer, it's that ink that's going to get you. All right, so moving away from college educational expenses, and let's go talk about saving money on food and drinks when you're in school. So number 15 is use your meal plan to the fullest. College meal plans work out to be either a great deal for students or a complete waste of money. If you're looking to save money, you need to take full advantage of your college meal plan so that it becomes a great deal for you. This typically means getting everything you pay for and more, breakfast, lunch, dinner, snacks. If you're not leveraging your campus meal plan, you still might even want to consider dining in the dining halls because a lot of their food is typically priced really well and better than you're going to find elsewhere. Uh, remember too, using your meal plan for snacks, like it might be a great deal to take an apple or a banana or granola or something in the morning, put it in your backpack and then have it as a snack during the day so that you're not spending any more money on food when you're out and about on your college campus. Remember, food is expensive, so take advantage of it if you have access to a meal plan. Number 16 is keep track of the best happy hours and restaurant promos. If you're going to go out to eat, save money when you do. A fun tactic that you can use is to take note of all the best happy hours and restaurant promos near your campus and sort it out by day. So you know if it's Monday or Tuesday, you know where to go to get the best deal. You'd be surprised by the amount of free and discounted food and drink that you can find around town if you just know where to look. This can also be a great way to save money when you're going out with friends. Number 17 is attend events with food. There are so many events that take place on a college campus and many of them include food. I can't even count how many free pizza events I went to when I attended college. The trick here is you have to look for signs and promotions around your campus. These are usually tacked up on like poles and like bulletin boards, and they'll usually say like free pizza or free food in an attempt to get students to come. And if this is something that you do regularly, you can probably get your lunch taken care of most days. And maybe you'll even learn something when you go to these free events. All right. Number 18 is learn how to cook. It's almost always cheaper to cook than it is to go out and buy pre-made food. 
While you might think a dinner for five or six dollars may sound cheap, it really does add up over time. And you could probably cook the same meal and have extra leftovers that you could use for future meals for about half the price. Cooking isn't hard, but it does take some practice. Get started with easy meals like crockpot recipes can really make a boost to it. And also, you can mix things up by having potlucks with friends where you all make a dish and you can share food. So, number 19 is cut back on the alcohol. Let's face it, alcohol is part of most college students' experience. But the cost of booze can add up really quick, especially if you dig in the fancy fruity mixed drinks. So while having a beer with friends could be fun, don't let drinking break your budget. Stick to beers on sale, the happy hour specials, split costs with friends, and if you're at the bar, order well drinks. If you don't name your alcohol, you might be surprised when your bartender used a top shelf booze for your rum and coke instead of a well rum. So always make sure you specify and always try to look for the happy hour specials to save on alcohol. All right, number 20 is this is one that I've discovered is use Yelp regularly and you will get so many deals and promos you won't know what to do with yourself. So if you're not a Yelper yet, you should strongly consider it. First off, many bars and restaurants have promos where if you check in, you usually get something free. It's usually like a free drink or a free appetizer. Or sometimes it's like a half off coupon, but those are really good deals simply for having the app open and checking in at the restaurant. Second, if you start building up your Yelp profile and you're reviewing restaurants and reviewing bars regularly, new restaurants or restaurants that are remodeling or having specials, they might invite you to special events and you get free food and free drinks because they're hoping that you're going to promote their special event online. And if you become really popular Yelper in your area, this can really add up to a lot of free food and free drinks. And it's a great way to have fun and to save money in college. Okay, moving a little bit away from food and drink, and we're going to talk about entertainment and specifically how to save money on entertainment while you're in college. So number 21 here is attend free events on campus. So we already talked a little bit about the free pizza events, but there are so many events going on on any campus at a given time. There are musics and concert and shows and sporting events and lectures that could all be free and they could be entertaining. The hard part is it can be tough to know what's going on and when it's going on. So make sure you're always looking at your associated students calendar. There's usually like calendars online for most schools. You could also go down to the quad or your, your dining halls and you can see different events tacked up on the wall and see the flyers. So the big thing is, is I bet you could find something every day if you really wanted to. And all these events are usually free. Number 22 is use your campus gym. So working out and staying fit is super important, especially in college. The freshman 15 is a real thing, but you can lose the weight and you could stay in shape for free. So most campuses have great athletic and gym facilities for their students. And for most colleges, you have fees that cover each of your memberships as a student every year. So take advantage of it. You shouldn't be going out and spending any more money for like a 24 hour fitness or, you know, other gym membership when you have a free gym on campus that you could take advantage of every day if you wanted to. Okay, number 23 is cut the cable and watch online. Honestly, it doesn't make sense to have cable TV anymore. There are so many great options online, some of which aren't even available on cable, like Hulu, Netflix, Amazon, 
And these companies are making their own series and their own movies that you can't even get online. You know, and I know there's some illicit ways to get the new movies that are still in theaters right into your dorm room. But the bottom line is stop paying for cable TV and watch online, especially if you live on campus and you get free Internet for the most part, like take advantage of your free high speed Internet on campus. Okay, number four is gaming. If you're a gamer, you know that new release games can be expensive. But, you know, the cool thing is, is if you have dorm mates or roommates and you guys all play games together, share the cost of games as a unit. So if you're always playing multiplayer games, split the cost. Instead of 60 bucks, you split that thing four ways. Everyone pitches in 15 bucks and that game just lives in the communal family room for everyone to share. Because the fact is new games are expensive, but if you're always just playing it as a group and always playing it multiplayer, you know, enjoy the games um, and share the expense as a, you know, household. All right, number 25 is ask for student discounts. So, so many places offer student discounts, but so few people ask for them. Student discounts could be at restaurants, at shops, at movie theaters, at theme parks, all kinds of places. So before you pay, see if there's a student discount. And you just typically have to have your student ID and you're good to go. But it's a simple way to save some extra money um, just for being a student at a college. All right, number 26 here is start a free hobby. So, so many people think that hobbies have to cost money, but the fact is they don't. There are a lot of hobbies that you can do for free that can keep you entertained. From running and hiking to drawing and more, there are so many things that you can do in your spare time to be entertained. So don't think that hobbies and things that you do in your spare time have to cost money because the simple fact is they don't. All right, number 27 is read for free or watch movies for free in the library. So we already talked about using the library to save on educational expenses. Well, your library can also be a great source of entertainment. So most libraries have books, they have magazines. A lot of new libraries keep the current new releases of DVDs in their library. So you can check those out and watch them in your dorm room. Um, There's so many things. Some libraries I know even have board games and different things that you can rent. So take advantage of your campus library. It is a great way to stay entertained. All right, number 28, volunteer. So volunteering is a really underrated free way to stay entertained. Not only are you contributing to a worthy cause, but you're likely gaining skills that you can use for the rest of your life. And there are tons of opportunities to volunteer around most college campuses, from national organizations to small local charities that are looking for help. Poke around online, speak to some campus clubs or you know organizations to see if there are any volunteering opportunities that you could probably help out with around campus. Okay, number 29 is start a side hustle. So instead of paying for fun, what if you got paid to have fun? And that's the idea behind starting a side hustle in college. Side hustling typically doesn't require much money to start, but it does take time. And if it's something that you enjoy doing, then it's going to be entertaining for you. And the thrill of earning money on the side is also a huge motivator and it can be a lot of fun. If you don't know where to start, you have to go to our site and check out our list of the 50 ways to start a side hustle. It's one of our most popular articles right on the sidebar. All right, number 30 is if you're looking to be entertained, what if you became the entertainment yourself? And this isn't for everyone, but if you're inclined, 
you could be the show. Maybe you play an instrument or maybe you're part of a band. Maybe you want to join the theater group and put on a play. Maybe you're a stand-up comedian and you want to go do a comedy show. The bottom line is if you have it in you, maybe you can be the entertainment instead of paying or looking for other entertainment on campus. Okay, moving on to transportation and travel expenses. So college students definitely have to worry about transportation and travel expenses. But my number 31 tip for how to save money in college is to simply sell your car. Most college students don't need a car and cars are expensive. You have gas, you have maintenance, you have insurance, you probably have a car payment. And if the car is just sitting on campus for most of the year, these costs are pointless to have. You know, you still have to pay for that insurance. You still have to make that car payment, even if you're not driving the car. And then if you don't drive it for like six months, you might have to even like get a jump start to get it going again because, you know, the battery could die or whatnot. So instead, just sell your car and take the money. You could use ride sharing like Uber or Lyft. You could use a car rental service like Zipcar if you just need to use a car for a day. Um, you know, there's so many options today for getting around that I just think a car is a big waste of money for most college students. If you really can't stand the idea of parting with your car, then you should look at renting it out when you're not using it. And there are services like Turo that allow you to rent out your car and get paid. So if it's just sitting there on a campus lot, maybe you could rent it out from time to time and make a little extra money on it if you just really just can't stand the thought of selling it. All right. Number 32 is use free transportation if possible. Uh, if you need to get around, many college campuses have free bus service and free shuttles that help students get around campus and even to nearby apartments. And some apartment complexes near major college areas sometimes have free shuttles that help students get to campus. So depending on your school and your location, leverage free transportation if possible to get around town. Number 33, though, is if you need student if you need public transportation, see if you can get a student pass for your public transportation. Uh, you know, many colleges partner with their local transit authorities and they offer student discounts on bus passes, trolley passes, subway passes. And these discounts can be a huge savings for college students who might get around. And public transportation is usually cheaper than owning a car. OK, number 34 is if you are going to travel, you need to be shopping around and using travel websites to find amazing details. So every student I know wants to travel in some way, but traveling is so expensive and hunting for deals can be a full-time job in itself. But if you're diligent, you can find great travel deals and take advantage of them. So we recommend you search on sites like cheapflights.com, hotels.com, Orbitz, Get a baseline and really just shop around and compare the best prices. Number 35 is specifically traveling for students is join a student travel tour. So students have this cool advantage in travel in that there are a lot of companies that cater to student travel. A big famous one that a lot of people use is Kentucky Tours, and they offer student travel tours for really great prices. These tours are specific to 18 to 35-year-olds, and sometimes they have a little different age range. Sometimes they require you to be 21, or sometimes they do 18 to 24. But the fact is you'll be with a group of young adults who are all interested in the same type of trip. And these trips are usually super affordable, and they go to really awesome destinations that pretty much anyone would enjoy. 
So check out Contiki or other student travel companies to see if you can join a student travel tour. All right, number 36 is learn how to travel cheap. So have you ever heard of the term travel hacking? This is the mindset that you can hack your travel to get it as cheap as possible, usually by leveraging deals and credit card points and other specials. However, it's hard to travel hack without learning how to do some of this, uh, you know, without reading about it, learning about it, and, uh, you know, just learning how to travel for cheap. Um, this could include how to shop for trips, how to redeem your points and miles, and more. We have a basic guide to college student travel hacking on our site and that you need to check it out. It's a great starting point to save money on travel when you're in college. All right, number 37 is set up flight monitoring for regular flights. So a lot of college students that travel away from home have a quote unquote regular flight. This might be your flight home that you take at Thanksgiving, Christmas, spring break, and when you go home for the year. So you might take the same flight like four times a year. And that's why I call it your regular flight. If you have a regular flight, I'm a big fan of Google Flights. What Google Flights does is it can set up a price monitor for your flight and your dates that you know you want to fly. And it can help you save money by alerting you when there's price changes. Um, so you can know when the price goes down and you could book your tickets at that point in time. But Google Flights is an awesome free tool that allows you to monitor different flights and their prices. All right, number 38 is consider alternatives to flying. So you don't even have to fly a lot of times. There are alternatives. You might drive, you might carpool with friends, you might take a Greyhound bus, you might catch an Amtrak train. Depending on where you're going, how much time you have, your comfort level, Taking one of these alternatives could potentially save you a lot of money over the cost of flying. Now, there could be other things you have to worry about like time, but when budgets matter in college, these alternatives can be a great way to save on travel. All right, number 39. One of the best ways that I like to save is credit card rewards, and you can do this in college as well. So I just talked about this a little earlier, but using a credit card can earn you bonuses and rewards for your normal spending. Plus, many credit cards have a sign-up offer bonus that can get you free travel really quickly. So if travel is really important for you, check out our list of the best credit cards for travel rewards and see if you can earn to get free travel. All right, number 40 is live close to campus. So one of the best ways to save money on daily travel expenses is to simply live close to campus. That way you can walk or ride a bike to school and save the most money. Living close to campus might cost you a little more in rent, but if you do the math, you can see where the savings offsets the higher cost of transportation from living farther away. All right, now let's talk about living off campus and how to save money as you transition to your later years in college and beyond. So number 41, live with roommates. The idea of living alone is great, but it is so much more expensive than living with others. For example, you could rent a one-bedroom apartment for $1,500 per month, but a two-bedroom apartment is $2,200 per month. But if you've just had a roommate, your cost on that $2,200 would be $1,100, which is a $400 a month savings versus a one-bedroom apartment. And $400 a month can really add up over time. That's almost $5,000 a year you save by just having a roommate. So while you might want to escape the roommate situation, living with roommates is a great way to save money in college and even after college. 
All right, number 42 is shop around for renter's insurance. So when you move off campus, you're likely going to need renter's insurance. Um, beyond taking care of your own stuff, most landlords now require it as part of their lease. So make sure you shop around for the best deal on renter's insurance because there's a lot of options and things to consider. We recently put together our ultimate guide to renter's insurance, which we linked to in the article today. So make sure you check it out and learn everything there is to know about renter's insurance, which could be its own huge podcast. All right. Number 43, cut your cell phone bill. If you haven't shopped around for your cell phone in a year or two, chances are you are paying way too much uh, than you should be paying. You know, it's cell phones, one of those areas that most people don't look at their bill or their statement um, and they don't compare plans very often. But if you're paying over $60 a month right now for an unlimited plan, you're paying way too much because that's what the best unlimited plans are going for these days from major companies. So we put together our best cell phone plans to save money. We linked to it on the blog today. So make sure you check it out and see if you can save on your cell phone. That can add up to a lot of money over time. All right. Number 44 is a silly one, but it's don't decorate your place. While you might want your new apartment to be nice and cozy, decorations are expensive and they're a waste of money. They just look nice on the wall, but like literally you're paying $20, like hang a $20 bill on the wall, hang a $50 bill or a $100 bill on the wall and like enjoy looking at that because that's what you're doing when you're putting decorations up on your walls. Now, if you can afford it and you don't care about saving money, well then decorate away. But if you're a frugal mindset and you want to save money so that you could set yourself up for financial success, don't decorate your apartment. You know, here's the other thing is too, is when you move to your next apartment, chances are you're going to throw half of those decorations away and you're going to go buy some new ones at your new place. So it just drives me nuts. Like you don't need to decorate so much. Like, you know, maybe put some family pictures up, keep it simple. Don't spend a lot of money. Number 45, be mindful of your utilities. When you move off campus for the first time, it's usually the first time you have to deal with utilities because when you lived on campus in the dorms, all your utilities are pretty much handled. Um, so utilities are something that can just be a normal expense or they can get outrageous. For example, um, you know, you could leave your air conditioning running to a super cool level all month long and you could find yourself having a $400 or $500 per month electric bill. And that's outrageous. Whereas if you just have a ceiling fan turned on and you keep your um, AC off, you could have a $50 a month electric bill. The bottom line is be mindful of your utility spending and make sure that you keep uh, you know, your costs in line and your budget in line when it comes to your utilities. Okay, number 46, get your rent payments to boost your credit score. So one thing that's gonna save you money down the road, but not today, is your credit score. And there's a new service called RentTrack, which enables you to put your rent payments and have them count on your credit report by using their service. This will boost your credit score because it makes it show your payments are on time. And, you know, it'll help you down the road because when you have a high credit score, you can usually get better interest rates on car loans and a mortgage and better interest rates on credit cards. And you could even get a better place because landlords value tenants that have a good credit score. So get your rent payments to boost your credit score. Number 47 is location, location, location. The number one rule of real estate is location. Um, but there's trade-offs in every location. 
But a great goal for when you're in college is to live as close to uh, the campus as possible so you can save on transportation. But you need to find that solid balance of location and price um, you know, that matches your budget um, so that it makes financial sense. Also, when you're in college, you could probably skip apartments that have amenities like a gym because there's going to be a gym on campus that you could use for free. So if you have a gym in your apartment, you're probably paying a premium in that apartment for that gym that you're never going to use. So, you know, really be mindful of the amenities that you're paying for that you might not need. Number 48 is buy used. So if you do decide you need something for your house and you're going to ignore my advice about not decorating, well, buy it used. There are so many great things out there that you could get used or lightly used like couches, beds, decor, so much more for cheap. Just look online. You could use an app like OfferUp or you could go to the Facebook marketplace and you can see what items are available in your area and uh, you know you could get them and buy them for your house and you're probably going to save a fortune. Um, versus what you'd buy pay when you're buying it full price. All right, number 49 is protect your security deposit. So your security deposit is one of your biggest quote unquote investments when you're uh, you're renting an apartment in college. You usually have to pay one month's rent or a thousand dollars or more to ensure that you don't mess up this apartment. And that's a lot of money that you could lose if you're not careful in maintaining your apartment. So. Number 49 here is make sure you protect your security deposit by keeping your apartment in great condition. Um, Also, as an alternative to security deposit, there's new companies out there that are offering security deposit insurance. And this is an alternative to having to pay a security deposit. And you could check it out on our blog. We have a company called Jetty that we recommend. Um, It has a security deposit insurance, and it's a novel concept that could save you from having to put out a bunch of cash up front. All right. Number 50 is live at home. So my last tip on how to save money in college is also going to be the biggest way you could possibly save money in college, and that is live at home. It is absolutely the best way because it eliminates so many expenses that we just talked about on this list. You could save on rent. You could save on food. You could you know, save on utilities. You could save on so many different things. You don't need to get furniture. You don't need to get decor you know, the list goes on and on and on and on about why living at home is such a better way to go if you're trying to save money in college. Uh, you know, even if your parents charge you a nominal rent, it's still going to be better than living off campus. And you are going to have higher commuting expenses because you probably don't live next to the campus at your parents' house. You're probably going to have to drive, get a parking pass and so on. But honestly, it's a great way to save money in college so that you can springboard your life after graduation. So hopefully you found something of value in these 50 tips to save money in college. Uh, The big takeaway here is don't get bogged down with stuff, focus on experiences, and honestly do the best you can to save the money you on these experiences while you're in college. Hopefully you found this list valuable. I would love to know your favorites. If you have any additions, let us know in the comments on the site. And uh, I thank you guys so much for listening today. Thanks, guys, and I will talk to you next time.